It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am Andrew Smith. It's the final one of the regular season, but not the final one of the season, as the Fuel are headed to the Kelly Cup playoffs. The Fuel have clinched third place in the Central Division, and they will open playoff hockey next weekend, April 21st and 22nd, against the Toledo Walleye. Games 3, 4, and 5 will be at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on April 25th, 27th, and 29th in that best-of-seven series. The Fuel have three games remaining in the regular season, three more tune-ups for the postseason, including the Fan Appreciation Night game, as we'll be giving away Spencer Watson bobbleheads as we celebrate the Fuel's all-time leading scorer. Those will go to the first 1,500 fans who arrive on Friday night. We'll also have more prizes for our fans throughout the evening and bid on one of the Fuel's jerseys after the game in a post-game jersey auction. That's Friday night, April 14th, 7 o'clock. The Fuel taking on the Fort Wayne Comets to wrap up the home portion of the regular season. And we mentioned Spencer Watson is the Fuel's career scoring leader, but he has Alex Weidman right on his heels. Spencer with 176 points in a Fuel sweater, 91 goals, 85 assists. Alex Weidman with 174 points could catch Spencer with two points this weekend. Spencer is the Fuel's all-time leading goal scorer with 91 in his Indy Fuel career. Alex Weidman is the all-time assists leader with 115 over his Fuel career. So come early. If you're one of the first 1,500 fans in attendance, you will get a Spencer Watson bobblehead and celebrate an outstanding hockey player, outstanding person. Unfortunately, he's been out with an injury the last few weeks, but certainly is worth a fan appreciation night celebration for a guy who has been an Indy Fuel mainstay since the 2019-20 season and even a little bit in the 2018-19 season as well. So it's a celebration of the Fuel's regular season. It's the best regular season in franchise history in terms of number of wins. It's the first time the Fuel have eclipsed the 40-win mark and their all-time high in points with 85 so far with three games remaining in the regular season. After Friday night against the Comets, the Fuel will travel to Fort Wayne on Saturday and then wrap up the regular season in Kalamazoo on Sunday. Well, in this edition of Under the Hood, you'll hear from four different Indy Fuel players, Kyle Maksimovich, Kirill Chaika, Max Golod, and Luke Brown on the podcast. And we're looking forward to hearing those conversations a little bit later on. As we mentioned, the Kelly Cup playoffs start on Friday, April 21st. The Fuel will be in Toledo for Games 1 and 2. Game 3 will be at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on Tuesday, April 25th, Game 4, Thursday, April 27th, and Game 5 will be Saturday, April 29th, if necessary. And also, if necessary, if the series needs to go back to Toledo for Game 6 and 7, they will be on Monday, May 1st, and Tuesday, May 2nd. And we're looking forward to the playoffs, the third appearance in franchise history for the Fuel in the postseason the second time in three years, the Fuel and Walleye also met 
in the 2018 first round. So it'll be the second time that we will have seen the Fuel and Walleye do battle in the postseason. So looking forward to that. But first, we've got a weekend of hockey and really three more tune-ups for the Fuel as they get ready for the postseason. As we continue on the program, let's look back at the Fuel's last couple of weeks. March 31st, they defeated Wheeling 3-1 to as Alex Weidman, Luke Brown, and Matush Spodniak tallied the goals. The Fuel lost a one-goal game in Toledo on April 1st and then a 3-2 overtime defeat to Kalamazoo on April 2nd. Last weekend, they returned home for the penultimate week of the regular season. The Iowa Heartlanders came to town on Saturday night. And Kyle Maximovich got the scoring started with his first professional goal. Rimmed over to the near corner where Durflinger couldn't get it out as it hits Nyhoff, who wins the puck along the left wing boards. Feeds it into the circle, Brown, across Maximovich, he scores! Kyle Maximovich with his first professional goal. And the fuel lead him one to nothing. Good work by Logan Nyhoff on the far boards, winning the puck, feeding Brown in the left-wing circle, and good vision by Luke Brown to see Maximovich open in the right circle and making the extra pass across. With the game tied at one in the third period, Seamus Malone, who is playing his first game in more than two months, his first since February 5th, made a triumphant return to the lineup with this goal giving the Fuel a 2-1 to lead, a goal Mitchell Weeks would make stand up in a 2-1 to victory. Malone in the right wing corner. Brings it up the boards. Malone, center point, turnaround shot, score! Seamus Malone with a quick turnaround wrist shot through traffic. Gives the Fuel a 2-1 to lead. It's the 19th of the year for Seamus Malone. Welcome back to the lineup his first game in two months and Seamus Malone gives the Fuel a 2-1 to lead on Sunday the Fuel took on the Cincinnati Cyclones and it was another big day for Seamus Malone the Fuel dropped that game 5-3 to but Seamus had two goals and an assist trying to rally the Fuel especially in the third period after they fell behind 4-2 to he tallied his second goal and third point of the game and the Fuel unloaded on the Cyclones, but Beckworm was very, very good, stopping 23 shots in the third period. The Fuel tied a franchise record with 25 shots on goal in the third period, but were unable to come up with an equalizer, gave up a late empty netter, and dropped a 5-3 to decision. But these three points by Seamus Malone continued a pretty good run for him over the weekend. And it's taken by Indy. Seamus Malone at the near boards. Headman's out to center. Lemos across the line. Back to Malone. Left circle. Feeds it in front for Lemos. He scores! Brian Lemos gains the line. Feeds it to Seamus Malone in the left circle. And then Lemos drives the net on the weak side. And Malone put it right on his stick. Lemos redirects it into the net. And the fuel lead it one to nothing. Beautiful passing play. Between Malone and Lemos. Bielek, right wing circle. Skeets in. Shoot, scores! Colin Bielek from the right wing circle. 
beats Warm, and the Fuel have tied the game at two. It may have been deflected on the way in by Seamus Malone. Malone is headed to the front of the line. It'll be his goal. His second goal in as many days. And for Seamus, it's his 20th of the year. And we are tied at two. Up top, Weidman holds, shoots, save, rebound, put through the crease. They score! Seamus Malone, his second goal and third point of the game as he hops on a rebound at the top of the crease. Just after the power play had expired, the Fuel are back within one. It's four to three. With that three-point game, Seamus now has 21 goals, 25 assists, 46 points in 46 games. Becomes the fourth Fuel player to tally 20 goals on the season, joining Alex Weidman, who has 21 goals and a franchise record 71 points and 50 assists on the year. And Chad Yetman, who has 26 goals, 32 assists, 58 points in 57 games. Also, Colin Bielek has 20 goals in 60 games. 14 of those came with Trois Rivieres. He has six goals in 15 games with the Fuel, as well as three assists. So, four 20-goal scorers on the roster for the Fuel as they get ready for the postseason. And as we mentioned, Alex Weidman, one of those franchise record holder with 50 assists in a season. That puts him 13th in points on the season. He's been playing some really good hockey of late with nine points in his last six games. And the Fuel getting really good goaltending as well. Mitchell Weeks returning to the Fuel after a long stint in Rockford where he was largely rehabbing from an injury. And he was fantastic, stopping 22 of 23 shots on Saturday in the win over Iowa, moving his record to 13-5-1 with a 2.45 goals against average. And Zach Driscoll and Cam Gray also playing some pretty good hockey for the Fuel as we begin to turn our eyes toward the postseason. And head coach Duncan Delmeo's got a stable of three goaltenders who are all playing pretty well that he can turn to as the Fuel decide who their game one starter is going to be against Toledo. We know the four playoff teams in the Central Division. Cincinnati will play Fort Wayne, and the Fuel will play Toledo. And so we're just looking forward to finishing up the regular season and starting the Kelly Cup playoffs. Playoff tickets are on sale. You can go to Ticketmaster.com as well as the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, as well as IndieFuelHockey.com, as well as calling the Fuel office during business hours at 317-925-FUEL to get your tickets for the Kelly Cup playoffs and our three home games in the opening round of the postseason. Let's well, time to meet our guests on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. Our first guest is Luke Brown. Luke came to the Fuel in a midseason trade from the Wichita Thunder last season. He played with Idaho and Cincinnati and had 48 points in 71 games and also has played for Greenville and Orlando two seasons ago before landing with the Fuel. And he has had a solid season, 12 goals, 31 points in 43 games, while really playing up and down the lineup. A really good playmaker, especially on the power play. And Luke Brown has become a really key part of the Fuel's depth on offense as they can deploy 
four lines with goal scorers, and he's a big reason why they can do so, because he can play in the first line, he can play in the third or fourth line, and has uh, played very, very well in all of those situations. Here's our conversation with Luke Brown. Luke, as we get to these final eight games of the regular season, ramping up for the playoffs, how important are these games to get into playoff mode and get ready for the postseason? No, they're they're extremely important. Um, like you said, uh, I think we can build on uh, anything we need to work on, and at the same time, we can you know keep getting better at you know parts of our game that we excel at. Um, this time of the year uh, might not really affect our, our positioning so much in the playoffs right now, but either way, we're going to be playing a good team in Toledo or Cincinnati. So I think uh, we can do a lot to help prepare ourselves for that. Playoff experience you had last year with Cincinnati. How much is that going to help you coming into what is effectively your second full? pro season i mean any bit of experience helps i think uh, obviously um there's not a ton of guys here who have been in in the playoffs before in this league so i think uh, you know with that experience maybe i can you know provide a hand or, or something like that but like you said at, at any level uh, playoff experience you know everybody ramps it up a bit in playoffs so i think it'll help uh, you know and go a long way and you know i was with cincinnati last year so maybe if we play them i, I can uh, you know feel that out or like i said we we played toledo in the first round when I was with Cincinnati, so um, familiar with both teams, I guess you could say, so so maybe that'll help too. What have you enjoyed most about being with this team this year? Uh, just an awesome group of guys, honestly. Um, I think we keep it, it light in the room, and mm-hmm. it just makes it fun coming to the rink, and you can't really ask much more than that to, you know, as a hockey player, so yeah, I, I think it's just an awesome group of guys. We've got a ton of skill, um, and uh, you know, I think we're just looking forward to, to playoff hockey. You know, last year, your first full year as a pro, you start the year in Idaho, you finish in Cincinnati. How much did your game grow from year one to year two? Um, I think my role was a little different. Obviously, uh, kind of the COVID year when I first started out, right. I wasn't playing a whole lot. Uh, would have liked to play more. And then last year when I signed in Idaho, I got an awesome opportunity. And, you know, I, I think that really helped me uh, get some confidence and, and kind of go from there. So, uh, And then the same thing, you know, continuing over to Cincinnati. I was playing with good players. And like I said, the playoff experience helps a bit. So, um, no, it was just an awesome kind of first full rookie year at least. And uh, looking to, you know, keep building on it this year. Your rights were traded a couple of times before you landed here. What made you want to be a part of this franchise here in Indy? Um, honestly, I was just looking at the roster and, and talking to Dunks, and it just seemed like a good fit, uh, you know, offensively for me personally, and, and playing with good players, and that's always huge. Um, and Dunks really, you know, strive for, uh, I guess, just in talking to him, like building a very good team atmosphere, and, and he said it was an awesome group of guys, and, you know, it, it hasn't been anything short of that. So You look at you're one of several guys in this room that's worn a letter on your sweater at some point, junior in college. How good is that, being a leader amongst a team full of leaders? I mean, I think everyone can kind of contribute, to, you know, whether you have a letter or not. Like you said, there's there's tons of guys in this room who have, you know, maybe not wearing letters currently, but have worn letters elsewhere. So uh, I think, you know, nobody's voice goes unheard. And I think if, if guys want to say something that, you know, we all feel free to, to speak up in the room at intermission or stuff like that. So, you know, everyone's voice is heard. Obviously, there's guys wearing the letters for a reason, but I, I think everyone can help contribute to that. You've played up and down the lineup this year. Is your versatility one of the real assets to your game? I mean, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have played a little bit everywhere, you know, up and down the lineup, uh, left wing, right wing. So I think that that is a part of my game. You know, I, I can fill a void or, or kind of play any role. So, you know, hopefully that uh, translates and keeps me going. 
that spot on the left elbow of the power play to you know that's your offside your one-timer side essentially how comfortable have you been and been part of what's been a really good power play unit so far um, honestly I've, I've kind of played that spot you know my, my whole career so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it actually tonight I'm playing net front so that's a little bit different but mm-hmm. you know dunks uh, I think trust me to kind mm-hmm. of play anywhere and, and I appreciate you know that again mm-hmm. going on the versatility I think I, I can kind of play other roles so uh, I think that goes a long way but yeah the power plays you know I think we can be a little better we've struggled a bit lately um, I think we just got to keep it simple, and, and the goals will come. So, Ontario Junior Hockey League Player of the Year MVP back in 2016. How important was that year to opening up college opportunities for you, and really in your hockey career? Yeah, honestly, it was huge. I, I didn't have a commitment to start uh, the year that year in, in junior, um, and then once I, you know, committed to Union College, um, I think it was kind of like a weight off my shoulders. And, and going back again, I got some confidence and kind of ran with it. Um, it was a little easier to play, you know, kind of not having it in your back pocket, but knowing where you're going to end up the next year, and the, knowing that that was kind of taken care of for the next, you know, three four years at school um, but yeah that was just an awesome year again with an awesome group of guys uh, still you know best friends with some of those guys I played with uh, who are you know either at school still or are playing in this league or uh, level higher whatever it may be so three years at Union one at Alaska Anchorage I know your Union you're playing pretty close to home Alaska not quite so much what was that transition like and how did those four years help prepare you to be a pro um, you know what uh, never in a million years did I ever think it would have ended up in Alaska so so when that opportunity came um, again I kind of took a shot in the dark and didn't really know what to expect but uh, you know it was a, actually turned out to be an awesome decision um, I played a ton of hockey I, I played a lot of minutes and I, I keep going back to this but again I got some more confidence back in my game uh, just you know playing the more minutes and stuff like that and you know it turned out to be one of the best experiences that I've had uh, even though it was only for one season and I got to give credit you know to the coach there Matt Curley he uh, kind of recruited me and brought me in when you know some other coaches wouldn't given that I only had one year of eligibility left so um, you know it was awesome and then again at Union College like we had an awesome group of guys we're uh, top 20 team for all three seasons I was there um, obviously Rick Bennett's coaching in Savannah now so there's uh, some ties to this league there as well but yeah I, I had an awesome you know experience in college and uh, you know here I am. What's one thing about you that you, maybe the fans watching you play don't know about you that kind of just something interesting or unique about you? <laughs> You kind of put me on the spot here. I don't know. I guess maybe I, I'm not dirty, but I think I can kind of be a little bit of a pest sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly when I'm at my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I'm engaged in the game and, and kind of have it emotionally, and, mm-hmm. and I can you know protect myself when I need to. So, our next guest is Max Golod. Max came to the Fuel in a March second NHL trade deadline trade. As he is contracted to the Chicago Blackhawks, he came in a trade for Dylan Secura from the Anaheim Ducks organization. He had been playing with the Tulsa Oilers, and on the season between Indy and Tulsa, he has 15 goals and 48 points. An elite playmaker, he can make things happen very, very quickly. The other neat thing about Max Golod is he, Chad Yetman, and Kyle Maximovich were line mates in junior with the Erie Otters. We talk a little bit about that with him as we chat with Indy Fuel forward Max Golod. Max, you've been here for about a month now. Just describe what it's been like to be a part of this team and be a part of the room here. You know, it's uh, it's been nothing but great coming into this locker room. Uh, it's obviously exciting coming uh, 
into a, a team uh, atmosphere with uh, with the group that's looking to win. So it's uh, it's been nothing but great things. I love the coaches, love the guys. So it's, it's been all good, especially coming into a team that's in a playoff push now, getting ready for the postseason. Yeah, how, how good is that to to be a part of? Yeah, it's some uh, I'm not too used to, not too accustomed to. Uh, obviously, coming from Tulsa and San Diego, we were a uh, losing team, so it's uh, some some exciting, some to look forward to for sure. The playoff run. What was the what was the feeling when you got traded, and what was that day like for you? You know, obviously, uh, it was a surprise to me. Honestly, I uh, had no idea it was coming. Uh, but uh, looking back on it, it was uh, some a great thing that happened to me, and uh, excited for a new new opportunity. Uh, the one thing I've noticed about your game is that you can create offense where it doesn't look like there's a whole lot there. Quick release instincts. How did you develop those over the years? Honestly, a lot of uh, a lot of practice. Uh, mm-hmm. Like growing up, I wasn't the most talented player necessarily offensively, but I was always on the smaller end. So uh, having to learn how to create plays, uh, like you said, when when others wouldn't, uh, that's that's what kind of made me stick out. So uh, just trying to do the same here. You played uh, three years for the Erie Otters. Now you you're on a line uh, with a couple of guys you played with in junior and in Yeti and Maximovich. How special is that to number one have familiar faces, but number two have a chance to play with guys that you've been playing with for a while? It's uh, super special. Like uh, honestly, you don't get to see this happen too often. Uh, being reunited with uh, two two guys from juniors, especially uh, two guys you played with on the line, mm-hmm. it's definitely special and uh, it's exciting. Did it take a long time to rebuild the chemistry you guys had from junior? Uh, no, uh, the chemistry was still there, so that's, that's good, yeah. So, how do you guys, the three of you, really complement each other? I think uh, just we uh, work hard without the puck, uh, try and do the right things away from the puck, and honestly, we just play an honest game, and uh, I think uh, the reward the reward comes at the end of that. Your rookie pro year was that odd COVID year where essentially the AHL was almost like an extended development camp. What was that year like for you, and how did that help in your development as a pro? You know, that that was a weird, weird year for myself. Uh, uh, I had the option, like I, I had the eligibility to play uh, my OA year in juniors, but uh, unfortunately that got cut short. And uh, luckily enough, like I got to go play with San Diego in the bubble, and uh, that was a good introduction to pro for sure. And uh, I think it gave me a head start on some of the other guys for sure uh, in my pro career. Obviously, it wasn't the most successful year for myself personally, but just getting uh, my feet wet and uh, learning from the older guys was great. Yeah, what are your goals here in Indy? Obviously, team goals are, are there, but also some individual goals as you work to, to get to the next level. You know, just uh, doing what I can to help the team when uh, we're gearing up for a playoff run. So finding my uh, finding my role on the team, so still looking a little bit to do that. But honestly, just doing whatever I can to, to help us win. What's been your favorite thing about being in Indy so far? Indy, uh, probably the apartments, honestly. <laughs> I love being with all the guys. Uh, gone pretty close with all of them already, so I don't know. It's been great. What are you, as we get ready for the postseason, these last six, seven games, what are you looking for just individually to ramp up for the for the playoffs? Individually, I don't know. Just staying in shape, obviously. Uh, right now is kind of the, the dog days of the year. Uh, looking forward uh, to the playoffs like and uh, kind of gearing up for that. But just staying in shape, uh, being in the gym, uh, working hard in practice so, uh, so, so that doesn't drop off come playoff time. Growing up as a, as a hockey player, who is your biggest inspiration? Who is somebody you tried to pattern your game after? Uh, there's a few. Uh, some of my favorites were uh, Pavel Bure, uh, Maximum Finneganoff. Uh, those, are, those are some guys, yeah. yeah. Our third guest is a guy who's been a mainstay on the Fuel Blue Line the last couple of seasons. 
Kirill Chaika. He joined the team last year and posted a club record plus 18 plus minus in 56 games. This season, 57 games, he has the exact same Goals and assists total, two goals, 11 assists, but he is an outstanding defensive defenseman, a big presence at 6'5", 223 on the Fuel Blue Line, and he has done a tremendous job, not just in the defensive zone, but running the offense from the point, getting pucks to the net and letting the forwards go to work down low, and Kirill is a native of Minsk, Belarus. He played in the Southern Professional League back in the 2017-18 season before going back to Europe for the last couple of seasons before returning to North America in the fall of 2021 and has become a key part of the Fuel defense. Here's our conversation with Fuel defenseman Kirill Chaikov. Five games left here in the season. Just describe how you want to finish the year and build momentum going into the playoffs. So high, first of all. Yeah. Um, about hockey, we have to focus on details. Mm. Yeah, for sure, we want to win like five games, last five games, and then we want to be ready for playoffs in a good shape. So right now, we just kind of, we want to, some learning focus on small details like five on five penalty kill power play so it's just our goal for past for, for like next five games describe your year so far and how you think it's gone um, I will say I'm I'm happy to play here first and then it's kind of my second year here for indie fuel and then I don't know it's not my job to be honest to like <laughs> telling about my games but I usually try to do my best like every game so we'll see after the season so as as a defenseman describe how you play I'm defensively defenseman so I'm more cares about my net first and then if it's all clean on my net so I can cares about offense play so I'm. I have a big body, so I have to play hard. And then, yeah, a lot of time I play on penalty kill as well. So, yeah, it's kind of like my game. So, do you get as much excitement out of blocking a shot or killing a penalty as as you do scoring a goal because of your role? Uh, <laughs> I would say maybe yes, because yeah. penalty kill it's one of the most important, like, on a hockey game. So if he. If you can kill and then if I can block shots and then it's gonna help my team, so I will be happy as well. But at the same time, I want to score some goal and have some points as well. So, and you've been able to generate offense from the point, whether it's been scoring or especially getting assists. The one on Wide's goal last week was was a beautiful play. Are you from the point often looking for a deflection, looking to? just create something in front it depends so mm-hmm. sometime if I have like open line for like mm-hmm. straight shot I will shot but mm-hmm. if like, like you said like last week Whites had a great tip and then a couple weeks ago Yetman had a couple tips as well so mm-hmm. it depends so if I have somebody in front and I will try to shot for tips mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. for rebound as well for forward so I don't care my my goal is 
I have to put Pac on the net. Mm-hmm. That's all. Last summer, you spent here in Indy doing a lot of community events and working with the team. What was that like for you to see that side of the hockey operation? Yeah, first of all, it's been interesting. Because me and Jan, we did a lot for IndieFill, I guess. So, yeah, it's we had a great time. We meet a lot, a lot, a lot new guys. And then, yeah, it's been an amazing summer, to be honest. You able to forge even more of a close friendship, being able to spend the summer together here? Yeah, I find cop like me and Jan, we find couple families, and then now they just kind of for us like big friends here. So and then especially Jan, like he came here December 20, mm-hmm. 2021, I guess. Yeah, and then we spent all summer, and then he's just big big friend for me now so what brought you back to Indy you played in Europe a couple of years and played in Kazakhstan a year what what brought you back to North America uh, and especially here to be honest it's tough time to play back at home now mm-hmm. because there is war and then it's kind of past summer it's not safety for me mm-hmm. to go back at home and then that's why like mm-hmm. I have offer like after last game on last season I have offer from India and I spoke with my family with my friends and then it's kind of best way for me to stay in here and mm-hmm. I will be safe and then I can play hockey on a good league so and then after this season we will see so mm-hmm. you've played professionally here and also in the SPHL you've played a couple of years in Europe what's the difference in the style of play between the North American and the European game um, here first of all here's the smallest ring mm-hmm. for sure and then here's the, like more hits so it's kind of like more more shots mm-hmm. so there is just bigger ink bigger ice ring size and then there's just more skills more like smart play I guess mm-hmm. so yeah, it's that's different, I guess. I think you gotta like the more hitting part, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I like I like playing here because it's kind of easy for me mm-hmm. because it's small string. You know what you're doing, and then I like playing here, and mm-hmm. I, I like kind of like U.S. Canadian hockey mm-hmm. style. So, what's your favorite thing about playing here with Indy with the fuel? I would say great organization here, great teammates, great like staff who helps, who works, and then yeah, just love to play for guys, for coaches, for team staff. And they always cares about you, and then I wanted to care about them as well. So it's... our last guest is Kyle Maximovich. Kyle signed with Rockford Ice Hogs on March 25th after his college career ended at the University of Prince Edward Island. He, too, as we mentioned earlier, was on a line with Chad Yetman and Max Golod in Erie in junior hockey and also played with a guy named Connor McDavid in his last year of junior. It was McDavid's draft year, and we talk a little bit about that. Kyle Maximovich scored his first professional goal on Saturday night against Iowa, has a goal and two assists in seven games with the Fuel. Really, really talented hockey player. 
Here's our conversation with Fuel Forward, Kyle Maximovich. Kyle, first professional goal last night. Uh, how special was that to uh, to score that? And obviously as well, it being such an important goal and a 2-1 to win. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty exciting. You know, my line mates made a, a pretty nice play. It was kind of a gift there back to her. So it was good to get the first one out of the way. And, uh, you know, I thought we put on a good performance after and, and closed them out. So it was a good win. Well, it's a gift, but that means you're in the right place at the right time, right? And it looked like Luke just found you with a really good pass. Yeah, it was, it was a good move by Brownie there. And, yeah, obviously getting to the net, that's where all the, the goals are scored. So I got to keep doing that and keep getting to the net and trying to generate some offense. Describe these first few games here coming back to the pro level after spending four years in college and what this has been like for you adjusting back to playing professionally yeah it's a bit of adjustment I mean the first weekend I was here was a three and three and mm-hmm. uh, you know coming from UPI we don't really have that it's only a 30 game quick season so uh, getting used to the, the multiple games in a row and then you know it's a little bit faster so trying to match that speed level and uh, continue like the same work ethic and on the ice every shift so it's been a bit of adjustment but and all the line mates and my rest of my team have been pretty helpful throughout it all. So. And playing college hockey, it, you're, you're playing against older guys, guys you know, 21 to 25 years old a lot. Does that help with the transition because you're basically playing against guys that are, in a lot of cases, the same age as the guys you're playing now? Yeah, it's, uh, it was, I guess, helpful with the strength aspect and the, the physicality. So, um, you know, in Canadian University, a lot of the guys played major junior. I, I played against them in major junior and then uh, you know, that being same age or older is, uh, yeah, I guess, help, helpful with the transition. Your OHL career, because of the grind of the season, is that something you can draw back on as you get back into the pro ranks where you're you're playing three and threes and more games? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been some time since yeah. uh, I played major junior, so uh, I guess just getting back into that that uh, swing of things with multiple games and weekends and uh, you know the, the practices and everything throughout the week so it's taken a little bit of adjustment but I think I'm handling myself well. A brief stint you had with Rockford four or five years ago was yeah. that just a nice little taste of what pro hockey is like? Yeah it was good I mean I was pretty young at that point I think I was only 19 so I didn't really understand the full aspect of it I was just trying to like find my feet when I was there but um, you know it, it was nice to be introduced there at an earlier age and you know when I come back and I got this second chance and I'm not taking it for granted. What was the draw to come back to the Blackhawks organization, come back to Rockford and sign with them when you were finished with your college career last month? Uh, Mark Bernard reached out throughout the season, just kind of asked uh, how I was doing and um, you know, said he was keeping an eye on me and I was fortunate enough we made it to the Nationals and you know, our team had a good performance and I think with uh, team success comes individual success so um, yeah, staying in contact with him and then you know, a deal was there, and I figured, you know, I've already been here. It's familiar ground, so um, it's perfect, I guess, for the setup. You've had a chance to skate a, a few shifts with a couple of old line mates from Erie as well, right? Were uh, you and you and Yeti and Golod? Were you? Did you three skate together in Erie? Yeah, we were aligned my overage year, so we had a little bit of chemistry there. It's was, it was good. Uh, you know, when I signed and saw their faces here, it's, uh, it helps to transition. And, you know, it'll be a lot less difficult. And, 
Uh, you know, they're very, been very welcoming and everything, so it's been good. What's been your favorite thing about being an indie so far? Um, I'm not too sure. I think like just the group of guys. Everybody's pretty welcoming. Everybody's friendly. Uh, I, like I said before, I made the transition easy, and, and Dunks has been good with that too. And um, you know, we got a nice setup with our apartments and everything. It's just been all around uh, fantastic so far. And Junior, you had a chance to win a championship, play in the Memorial Cup with a very good team, with a lot of guys that are now in the NHL. And, how special was that? How much of a bond do you guys have over having won that championship in 2017? Yeah, I think when you're on uh, a team like that and you share that bond of winning, it's it's something you'll never forget. Like, uh, you'll you'll forget those two one losses and uh, Owen Sound during the regular season or or uh, whatnot. But you know the championship will stay with you forever. So it's it's pretty cool, and I still stay in contact. Actually, one of my best friends, Taylor Adams, plays for the Blackhawks now, so he's pretty happy when I signed here and when I told him about that. So, got to ask, what is it like to be in the same room with and in the same team with Connor McDavid? Could you see how special he was going to be when you were playing together in junior? Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was a rookie when I played with him, so it was pretty pretty cool to kind of see him in his draft year and all the attention and everything he was getting. And, uh, it was well worth it. I mean, he's a special player, you know, once a generation type of player. I guess you could see right away, you know, you knew he was going to do big things and you know, he'll be one of the greats, I think, for sure. As this team ramps up for the playoffs, can you draw on your playoff experience from the OHL to uh, to build as we go into the postseason here in a couple weeks? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, everybody knows the playoffs is a bit of a grind. It's not uh, not going to be your 5 nothing wins or anything yeah. like that. It's going to be a one nothing or 2-1 Two one game, so uh, you know, it's having having a game plan and focusing on, on staying on track for that is, is huge, and it's going to be a grind. So we can't expect any uh, any teams to just roll over for us. What are your goals for the rest of the year and going into the summer? Uh, keep working hard and you know, keep up that work ethic. I think that's the biggest thing, and and continue with the transition here into the pro hockey and everything. That's Kyle Maximovich. Before that, you heard from Kirill Cheka, Max Golod as well as Luke Brown, as we bring you some of our intermission interviews from the last couple of weeks of the Indy Fuel season. Again, one game left in the regular season at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Friday, April 14th, Fan Appreciation Night. Get your Spencer Watson bobblehead if you're one of the first 1,500 fans who arrive for that game, and we'll have lots more fun and prizes and giveaways and a jersey auction as well friday night the fuel and the comets for the final time for the regular season the fuel will finish the season on the road saturday in fort wayne sunday in kalamazoo and then the playoffs begin the following weekend as the fuel take on the toledo walleye to open the 2023 kelly cup playoffs again get your tickets at ticketmaster.com the getting in a farmer's coliseum box office as well as calling the Fuel office at 317-925-FUEL or visiting IndieFuelHockey.com to get your ticket information. Glad you've joined us on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. I am Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.